Body mist. What is? Oh, I was like, is he related to Fabio? Fabio. He might be. <laughs> Galgon and Fabio. Can't believe it's not butter. Fabio's redheaded cousin. <laughs> did you did you ever hear that story? It's a true story. Where Fabio was on a roller coaster and a fucking goose hit him in the face. Like, square the face. Did it hurt his face? Is he still handsome? I don't know. (laughs) Is Fabio still handsome after getting hit in the face with a goose? Oh, no. Fabio goose. Oh, is there a video of it? Oh, my God. I think there is. (laughs) He's getting on the ride. Okay. (laughs) I'll just narrate. (laughs) <laughs> just tell me just tell me the answer <gasps> it doesn't show <laughs> we're mean just laughing about Fabio getting hit in the face by a goose <laughs> well like who does that happen to I know <laughs> geese are big hello Cassandra <laughs> hello Amanda finally um, introduced ourselves or each other. I was going to say, I was like, she's Amanda. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> I'm Cassandra. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Hello. Oh, wait, wait. I have to tell you something, and it's probably not a surprise, but we did yet again another naughty. When, when did we naughty? So we hung out on Friday doing podcast stuff, and mm-hmm. my wonderful husband, Matthew, has a lecture for us. I was going to say, is he mad at us again? What did we do? Well, he's not mad, but I mean, he has a Papa Matthew lecture for us, which he always does every time we hang out, so I'm not surprised. But So he said, and he wanted me to let you know, the next time we're here doing <laughs> podcast stuff or anything at all we need to close our circle when we're done why we didn't open a circle (laughs) we didn't and that's what i told him i was like we did not open a circle he's like yeah you don't mean to but look at all the weird stuff that happens every time we hang out weird stuff happens which is true it is so he's not wrong just freak him out (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't like it I think he just had so many paranormal experiences when he was a kid because his mom is very much a witch and he's tired of it. He's over it. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with it, Amanda. You guys are creepy. <laughs> creepy. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want any more bats flying in his beard. No. <laughs> he made you mad and you were like, I hope a bat flies into your beard. And I told him a bat was gonna fly into his beard. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. And not long after that, we were sleeping. I wake up because I hear this weird noise and it sounded almost like a ceiling fan. And I realized that as I'm coming out of my sleepy slumber, I don't have a ceiling fan. <laughs> I don't have one in my room. It's a fucking bat. Just flying around the room in a circle like crazy, hitting its wings on the ceiling. I woke Matthew up and I was like, oh no, cover your beard. (laughs) That's coming for you. And you know what's even more funny about that? We've never had a bat in the house before and we've not had one in the house after that. And that was three years ago. (laughs) It's before you guys were even married. Yes. And you know what we did? We are not a fan, so we have this 
door that separates the mudroom from the rest of our house. Kitchen and our bedroom is kind of walled off in our mudroom. We just left the fucking front door open and closed the kitchen door and waited until it flew out. (laughs) Aw, that was nice. You let it escape. It came back to me. My little minion. Ah. Fly, monkey, fly. I have a funny bat story if we're on this bat topic. Yeah. Um, Tell me. I was out of town. I think I was staying at my mom. And Greg was home alone with the dogs. And he woke up in the morning and Riley was running around on top of him in a circle and just freaking out and just <laughs> dropping on him. And he's like, whoa, what's happening? And he hears... Yeah, like a ceiling fan, Like dude. a ceiling fan. And then Riley grabbed it and was nomming on its wing. <laughs> the bed. Oh, no. And Greg freaked out. He was like, oh, my God. And he went and got a paper towel. And he picked it up and he let it go outside. And then for like the next, I don't know, six months that we lived there, we would always see this bat flying around the apartment building in a counterclockwise motion. We're like, oh, no, that, that's him. he's got a messed up wing that was probably the one that went near him (laughs) probably let me think what way was it flying (laughs) I say stupid shit when I'm mad I hope there's a centipede in your sock (laughs) stop it stop the next person who makes me mad that's what they're getting I used to live in a unfinished basement room where there was just studs, no sheetrock or anything. And there were centipedes everywhere. And I used to dig little holes in the insulation. Not the fuzzy insulation, but the pink foamy stuff. And I would sit there and put holes in them with my fingers and stuff the fucking centipedes in there. We could cut that out. That's really weird. No, I like it. I didn't know that. But I can totally see you doing that. Satisfying. Like, I can't like you putting you in your little tomb. (laughs) (laughs) The only revenge you could take on something that you didn't like. So anyway, we need to close our circle. Yeah, we gotta close our circle. Yeah, I told him, well, we don't open circles, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he's like, well, you don't mean to, but you do. Look at all the weird stuff that happened. There was a lot of weird things that happened. He was trying to help us because we were trying to take pictures for our cover art. So we had him take the picture, but then one of the pictures that he got had that weird beam of light in it. And it was perfectly cylindrical. And I don't even know how to describe it. It's on our Instagram. And the only edit that I made on it was to make it black and white. And I zoomed in. But that was it. And there were three other pictures taken all consecutively. And also a Polaroid. And it didn't show up in any of them. There was no lens flare. Because that's what Greg thought at first. He was like, lens flare. I was like, no, actually. No. There's nothing reflective there. No, the windows in my living room face north. The sun does not shine into those windows. And Matt thought it was weird, too. He's like, yep, that only happens with you two. (laughs) I've never seen that in a picture before. That was just a weird one. It is weird. Then we were in the basement and the dryer vent just started swinging around. No, it was really weird. And we tried to recreate it with turning on the dryer. And you said it doesn't do that with the wind. The next day it was a little bit windy. Like I could see the trees moving, but it didn't affect that at all. You even whacked it and it only like went up wiggle, wiggle. Not wiggle, 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 wiggle. It was doing the washing machine like Selena. A mating dance. (laughs) He was trying to make the washing machine wet. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't work. I don't know if it worked or not, but I didn't turn it on. (laughs) We couldn't get it to do it again. No, it was goofy. It was weird. And then, are you trying to eat? You're trying to eat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
No, I was standing by the counter trying to eat a bowl of shrimp scampi, and you were standing like maybe two feet away from me. And the bowl went flying out of my hand. I didn't do it. It felt like somebody smacked the bottom of my hand because the bowl went flying up and over, and the dog's got a good treat. I'm like, I did not do that. Do I look like somebody that disrespects food? And someone said yes. It wasn't me. There's a lot of argument about this. <laughs> it wasn't me. Okay, so first of all, yes, you had that bowl so close to your face. It was literally like three inches mm-hmm. from that fork to go from the <laughs> bottom of that. I was trying to eat it real and quick. We were having a conversation, and all of a sudden, it was just like smacked out of your hand, like straight up into the air, did a little flippity do, and it landed down, and Maggie was just all over that. She was like, oh, thank you. Anyway... Later, you asked, do I look like somebody who disrespects their food? Yes. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) And I was like, I didn't say that. But when I talked to Matthew and Corey and Sophia about it, they were like, no, we could have swore Cassie said it. And I was like, but I was looking at her and it made sense that I said it and not her because I was looking at her and I didn't see her say it. No, I was doing something else. I was standing up and doing something and you were laying in bed and and you said it all in one sentence and I was like, is she going crazy? I mean, that could be. That's fair. (laughs) No, that was really weird to me because I wouldn't have ever said yes. I would have been like, no. But I don't know what's the right answer now after thinking about it too much. So we don't know who said it, but somebody said it. And there has actually been a voice in my house that has mimicked your voice specifically before. Because it was calling Emma, your daughter. And she would come out of my daughter Sherry's room. Because, of course, our daughters are close in age and best friends. And Emma came out of Sherry's room and was like, yes, mom. And we're like, nobody said anything. The next day, after that happened, I was sending you Snapchats of my dog, Captain. He was acting funny, he was staring at something, and his head would move really quickly. And I think I still have it, but I can post it on Instagram. And then Corey, my son, he was freaking out because he was seeing shadows and shit. And he's like, Mom, I just saw somebody crouching in the corner of the bathroom. He was terrified to go in the bathroom. Yeah, it was really gross. And then Sophia, she's very much an empath. And she was just getting really upset and feeling sick. And then when I had sent you those Snapchats, you told me that you heard those growls in my room when you were waking up the next morning. So I was like, oh, hell no. Sophia, you take the Palo Santo. Light that bitch up. Corey, you take this banishing candle that I made. You light that shit up. I'm about to make a jar spell and we are getting rid of this motherfucker. You have been warned. You're now starting to terrify my children. Things are escalating. Bye. So we did get rid of it and things have been fine since. And that's when I got lectured because I told me I was like, okay, I got rid of it. And he's like, you girls need to start closing your circle. Yeah, maybe I just need to cleanse myself before I come over. Maybe I'm just bringing shit by looking into these mirrors and doing naughty things. Your closet collection of favorite things. They're not my favorites. They're naughty. They can just live there. (laughs) Do my bidding. (laughs) But they're not my favorites. I will not treat them like my favorites. Oh, they're gross. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to mess with us, I mean, you might as well. You can't get out. True. Maybe they're just like, I'll just come along for the ride and oh, it's nice here. I'll just hang out and mess with everybody. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think it's the ones in my closet. I think it's just because I give off that vibe. They're like, oh, oh, she invites things home with her. (laughs) Well, and I think Matthew attracts a lot of shit too. He just doesn't realize it and he tries to block it all out. His mom's a witch. He grew up that way. He's had tons of paranormal experiences. He's just over it. He doesn't want anything to do with it. And he's like, just looks at me. And he's like, get rid of it. Well, and then I do. And then he came in and he was like, well, before you put that spirit in a jar, I mean, did it really deserve to go in a jar? Are you being mean? Yeah. Well, Sophia and Corey the next day dug up a piece of frozen ground in the naughty spirit graveyard. 
and buried it. And I was like, okay, fine. Kudos to you. If you can cut through that frozen ground, you go right ahead and do it. I did warn it. It didn't listen. It went in the jar. I don't know what to tell you. That's where they go. They go in the jar and then they go in the ground. And that's where they live. Goodbye. You stop scaring people. Yeah, it's gone now. He also mentioned how ridiculous we are. Because we never grow out of sleepovers. We have sleepovers and our husbands sleep on the couch. We sleep in each other's beds with each other at our sleepovers as adult 30-year-old people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we have ever actually set that rule. It's just how it is. If I come over to your house, Matt just grumbles like, well, I guess I'm sleeping on the couch. Are you staying Uh tomorrow night too? Oh, I guess I'm sleeping (laughs) on the couch for two nights. I'll just get out the air mattress and sleep on the floor. <laughs> it <was> like <laughs> Every once in a while, I do let him sleep in the bed. If I am staying for more than a couple of nights. <laughs> yeah, I think that's only happened one time at your house and one time at my house where we actually let the boys sleep in their own beds. Ridiculous with the sleepovers. He's like, yeah. So I was trying to fall asleep, and all I hear for 10 solid minutes is you two just laughing. And then silence. We just fell asleep laughing, which I was not surprised. (laughs) Well, we laughed so hard we were exhausted. (laughs) No, my abs hurt. My abs abs hurt. My cheeks. (laughs) I don't even know what the fuck we're laughing about. It's like, and then it was just silence. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Your mom used to get after us. She would come downstairs in the basement and get after us. You girls need to go to bed. But we were sleeping. No, I remember her waking us up and telling us to go to bed. And we're like, okay, you crazy bitch. Whatever. (laughs) What's wrong with your mom? I was trying to sleep. She woke me up yelling at me for not being asleep. And I was sleeping. (laughs) We're sleep talking. Yeah, my mom said it happened all the time. She said that she would hear us down there giggling and talking. And I was like, no, I swear we went to sleep. We were out. (laughs) Well, either way, those are our lectures from Matthew this time around. I'm sure there's going to be more. But sometimes I think there's a good reason he feels the need to lecture us. Because uh, we do naughty things sometimes, like Bloody Mary. And I understand that you have some really spooky experiences with that mirror and you should tell us because I like it. Two drunk Drunk witches. So before you tell me your spooky stories, I just wanted to give a shout out to Wawa the Witch on Instagram. I hope I said that right. That's W-A-W-A. The witch. Hi, Wawa. The witch. She sent us a message that just really made my fucking day. She's so nice. She has this awesome highlight reel on her page. It's called Collective Pulls. And that's what she does is she pulls a tarot card, gives you the meaning of that card, but pertaining to shadow work. And let's face it, shadow work is fucking hard. Yeah, it makes me cry. (laughs) And where do you even begin sometimes? After she does her tarot pull, she puts in the description like a set of questions that help you along in your shadow work that pertained to that tarot card. And it's really cool. I was looking at some of them and they're ones that will really make you think, really make you think critically and about yourself. And I think that they'd be great journal entries. I'll have to check that out. I'm going to do it because it's especially like if you don't know where to start, because that can be really hard if you just go there and you look at these posts and they give you prompts and i yeah it'd be great to start a journal with so thank you wawa the witch your kind words and your guidance and shadow work are just awesome i highly suggest checking her out on instagram she's pretty great well do and you should too i really enjoyed talking to her so cassie you have spooky stories and i'm ready to hear them I do, and a lot of just random fun facts about mirrors. I'm here for it. 
<laughs> you are here. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Let's start our days off right. <laughs> the hangover. Yeah. Massive amounts of caffeine and <laughs> spooky mirror stories. I suppose I should start off with my Bloody Mary mirror. Yes. After we did that, it never felt the same. Even though we didn't see her or anything in it when we were doing it, it just it definitely absorbed some kind of icky energy or allowed something to to watch. Like it opened up a portal inside of the mirror. And I didn't sleep well after that. It always felt like somebody was watching. Ew. Or like, well, you'd see shadows out of the corner of your eye when you walked by it. It was also directly across from my bed, which I've read is really bad feng shui because when you're sleeping, your soul can sometimes leave your body like astral projection. And it said that sometimes your your astral self will see itself in the mirror and it'll freak out and then fall back into your body or it could also be trapped in the mirror by some entity. I know. I don't want that for me. (laughs) If I knew then what I know now, things would have been different. But we got to learn. Somehow, right? So I left it at my mom's for years. And when Greg and I moved in together into our first apartment, we lived upstairs. There was a house and we lived upstairs. And we had two dogs Charlie, who I still have my old beagle. Oh. We had Riley. And we never even got a chance to hang it up in the apartment. It just sat on the floor in the living room uh, directly across from the futon. And so you could see your feet and like your knees as you walked by, but it was just like that feeling started to come back and the living room started to feel like my old bedroom, just icky and heavy and like it was purgatory. And then I noticed that the dogs wouldn't go anywhere near it. And I tested this by like throwing Charlie's toys in front of it and he would go all the way to one side of it so he wasn't walking directly up on the mirror and he would just reach his little paw or like his little teeth, his little front teeth and just pull his toy away. If I threw treats in front of it, he didn't even care. And he's a beagle. He loves treats. Uh, He'll sit there and beg for days. Yeah, he will. (laughs) But no, eventually we had to cover it up. And then all of a sudden everything felt lighter and happier in the room. And so we sold that mirror. (laughs) I was going to ask what you ever ended up doing with it. You sold it to some poor soul. Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) well, um, we sold it to the used furniture store up in Ashland, Wisconsin. (laughs) So somebody up there has it. Ooh, spooky. I heard a story the other day. And it was about this woman who purchased a scrying mirror at an estate sale. So speaking of used mirrors, this is where this comes together. And it was this beautiful little black mirror. And she took it home and she looked into it. A few days later, her daughter came over to visit her. And her mom's house was just a mess. It was like she had turned into a hoarder. And she found her mom holding her knees and rocking in a corner and just crying and really distressed. Yeah, and the daughter's like, what's wrong? And the mom's like, the mirror won't let me leave the house. It's controlling everything that I do. And her daughter was like, okay, mom's having a mental breakdown. I don't really believe that it's the mirror. So she called the mental hospital and got her some help. And the woman came back to her house and it happened again where she couldn't leave her house and her daughter was keeping a close eye on her at this point. And she ended up calling a family friend and he came over and he wrapped the mirror up in a towel and he put it in a box. And then he ended up selling it to a haunted artifacts museum and the woman was fine after that. But there was definitely, like it was an old witch's weir. (laughs) Old witch's mirror. (laughs) Kids. Too much caffeine. (laughs) What a great idea. I just want you all to know what's in my brain. (laughs) Mirrors can be gross. I know Sophia, she does not like mirrors at all. I don't blame her. I do. Yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday, I was starting to get a little bit obsessive for researching and writing down all these cool little things about them. You can take it either way. Like mirrors, they can absorb energy and they can also become portals. And they, 
it can be dark but it can also be really good like if you want to communicate with your ancestors like scrying mirrors and stuff but regular mirrors can do this too and it's said that if you hold up food in front of a mirror the spirits on the other side it turns into actual tangible food it's like an offering so next time you're leaving offerings like on your altar or something just show it to a mirror Ooh, i like that and that's actually why they used to put up big mirrors across from dining room tables okay it's said to bring more blessings and good luck into the home because you're making the spirits and your ancestors happy because they get to eat all the good food with you and wouldn't that make you happy too well yeah (laughs) i want to eat the good food i don't want to just look at it (laughs) that's rude or like know that it's there yeah like well well i know that you got chocolate on your altar but i can't eat it because you didn't show it to me in the mirror (laughs) might just piss them off (laughs) and actually Speaking of mirror worlds, I read that Stephen Hawkins was actually researching multiverse in the mirrors, and I thought that was really, really interesting. That is. It got me to thinking about how if you stand in between two mirrors that are facing each other, like I have a, my bathroom door is a double-sided mirror, and when you open the door, there's a mirror on the wall, and so the mirrors can look into each other. And if you stand in between them and look over your shoulder and, like, crook the mirror a certain way, you can see many different versions of yourself in the mirror. I think I counted up to 15 different mirrors, and I was trying to watch and see if I could see any movement. (laughs) Ugh. Which is kind of spooky because the multiverse theory is that there's, there's different timelines and there's different versions of you. So not... All of the versions of you can be good, right? Whoa, no. So maybe you could see the evil version of yourself. This version of me Do is some not shadow work. Yeah. Do some shadow work. Wow, wow, the witch, we need you. Help us. There's all different kinds of mirror lore. Like the seven years of bad luck. You've heard of that. Mm-hmm. That actually came from those weird Romans. Oh, God. I think we invented the mirror, too. Um, don't quote me on that. I think... I think I read that they made the first man-made actual mirror. I think before that, there was a version of the mirror they had found in Turkey like 8,000 years ago or some shit where it was like an obsidian that was just super shined up. Oh, yes. But other than that, the Romans made the first like ornate mirrors or whatever. Well, they also believed that your soul regenerates every seven years. And when you look in a mirror, every time you look in a mirror, it was basically stealing a little piece of your soul. And so if you broke that mirror that you had been looking into, that had pieces of your soul in it, your soul couldn't regenerate because it's not whole. But they did have ways around that, like to where your soul could regenerate. If you did break a mirror, like you had to gather up all the tiny little pieces and wrap it in a black cloth and bury it. Mm. And there's also another one. This wasn't Roman, though. I think this was Hindu, where if you broke a mirror and you took a little shard of the mirror and touched it to a gravestone, it was supposed to get rid of the bad luck. Hmm. Interesting. I thought that was really interesting, too. But then I was also like, well, how does that work? Why would you touch it to a gravestone? Like, aren't you just inviting a little ghost into your mirror, your broken mirror, to steal your soul? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, sometimes it's you hear these things, but it's like, do you really know what you're doing? Uh, We don't. (laughs) No, there's so many different beliefs about them. Right. It's whatever resonates with you, whatever you believe, whatever you feel. I do believe that mirrors absorb energy. If you want to cleanse a mirror, like if you have a smaller mirror that you can bring outside, face it at the sun. Don't look into it when you're doing this. <laughs> face it at the sun. Burn your eyes right out of your skull. God, please don't. <laughs> no. We did not tell you to do that. No. That will, that's just what will happen if you do that. I know. <laughs> it will happen. 
But yeah, just do that for between five to seven seconds and it should cleanse your mirror. And then you can also absorb good energy, like face it into the sky, away from the sun or wherever makes you happy. Like wherever there's a really good, happy vibe, take the mirror in there, harness some of that and then reflect it back out into whatever room that you want to keep that mirror in. Hmm. That's a good tip. I like that. There are places I've been that I wish I could capture just a little snippet of the energy because I just love it so much, like Amnicon. Oh, yes, that would be that would be fun. We should take little handheld mirrors when we go camping. It just absorbed little energies. Yeah. That's why we're always picking up rocks and putting them in our pockets and our bras. And... <laughs> yes, you gotta. I just want to keep a little bit of this feeling. Oh, that's a good one. I like oh, that. Me too. I like it too. <laughs> I wanted to talk about learning and reading things and not really knowing what you're doing or what the consequences could be. I think it's a good time to point out that when we started learning all of this, we didn't necessarily start from the beginning. There's no real order to anything, which I kind of love. There's no method to our madness. No, d- and does that make us like chaos witches? Oh, maybe. Storm witch. I guess I don't really know. I feel like we're a crazy mix of a lot of things, so I'm not really sure. But I struggled a really long time to really embrace myself as a witch, I feel like, or a spiritual being, because I had this idea in my head that it absolutely had to be this ritualistic kind of thing. Thanks, 1990s. Satanic panic. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to commit to this set of rules or standards. I didn't have the money or the means to get all these specific supplies and... These things were just not as accessible or accepted as they were, like, shit, even 10 years ago, five years ago. The internet definitely helped with that. It did. And once I realized that it didn't have to be that way, I kind of flourished. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being ritualistic about your craft or following a certain religion, god, goddess. That's all fine if that's what's right for you. Some people prefer to have more of that kind of structure in their craft. And that's part of what I love about being witchy or spiritual so much is that it's pretty widely accepted that you do you. You practice the way you are called to do so. There's no wrong way. No. I think that's largely how we learned it. There was a need. Oops, fucked up, called Bloody Mary, made you mirror into a portal. I guess we better learn how to fix that. <laughs> Super attracted to runes or tarot cards? Better pick up a set. Feeling chaotic? Maybe we should learn how to ground. That kind of thing. Just learning through experience as the need arises and seeking a deeper meaning. And I really believe knowledge is power when it comes to your craft. But, you know, why force yourself to learn about the things that you're not really interested in? I feel like that's where I've fallen short in the past. So just kind of learn how to go with the flow. With that being said, before we start really delving into a lot of the magic or creepy, naughty, mere things that you can do, I just want to say that we don't know what we're doing more than half the time. We're still learning. We still make mistakes. And as we share things with you like spells, crafts, anything of the like, please understand that the... the caffeine. Please understand that these things are done at your own risk. Don't use ingredients that you don't know how to use until you do your own research on them, including things like herbs, essential oils, even things that seem harmless could turn out to be harmful. So use common sense, do your own research, do your own thing, and also be careful how you use mirrors. Careful what intentions you put into the mirror. And no judgment here. You do you. That's that's fine and dandy. I'm just saying do your own thing don't count on us well also keep in mind we were talking about how mirrors they reflect and they absorb energies and so if you're looking into a mirror every day and you're going oh i'm so ugly oh look at that pimple ew i'm so gross i'm disgusting like every time you look into that mirror it's gonna get worse and worse Mm -hmm. and i believe that you had a way of cleansing mirrors from icky oopsies yeah icky oopsies we don't want icky oopsies would this work for a stationary mirror like i can't take my door outside is there a way to cleanse it there, There is. So I would probably just take the door off and give it to a paranormal group. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. I'm a big scaredy cat. I'm like, no, it's broken. It's gone forever. No. 
I like to look at myself when I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> it would be weird if it wasn't there. <laughs> I wonder what I look like when I'm pooping these days. This is what I look like. Smile and wave. <laughs> wave at all the mirror people. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. <laughs> Does it wait? So remember how you were putting food in front of the mirror to make it real in the other realms? I I don't know if poop would be the same. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, don't show it your turd. I mean, that's a sure way to piss people off. <laughs> you can't see into the toilet. I'm not gonna dig in there and like hold it. What is this mysterious cauldron? <laughs> it's a turd. <laughs> All right. So if you don't want to get rid of your mirror, um, you can cleanse it. There's a couple different ways you can do it. My personal choice would be Palo Santo or Blue Sage. I love Blue Sage because I grew up myself and I have my trusty, dusty little plant over there that I like to harvest from. I believe White Sage is becoming or may already be endangered. And it's an important part of native american culture and practices so i personally don't want to take part in depleting a resource that's so important to another culture when there are many other things that i can use in my practice in place of white sage so that's why i choose like blue sage or um sustainable palo santo that kind of thing do you know what kind of sage i have it's not white sage um no it's like cooking sage is it common sage then i think so there's so many different I call kinds. it my winter sage. Yeah, and it would be perfectly fine, and that's something that you cultivate on your own. So that in itself, I feel like, gives it a little more oomph, too. Yeah, I'm not going out and harvesting it. It's my baby. Exactly. Is there a method to cleansing the mirror? Like, do you have to do it in any certain pattern? I mean, obviously, you don't have to, but, like, did you research if there's different ways? Like, if you want to cross... Like, make an X over it, like, so things can't get out? Or is it just putting your intention into the smoke to cleanse it? Well, as far as the smoke goes, putting your intention in it to cleanse it and kind of going around the mirror. But there's also a few other things you could do that have to do with drawing on the mirror. Say, if you wanted to trap or keep something into it, you can draw a sigil or a pentagram or something along those lines onto the mirror to help keep it in there, you know, and use your intentions for that. You could also, if you don't want to draw on the mirror, you could get like an old sheet or something and draw on that and put it over the mirror. And if you really wanted to stick it to the man and just keep it in there, you could bind it of sorts. You could bind the mirror. So... If there's a troublesome entity or, you know, that isn't going to work with just cleansing, you could certainly try that first or do this in addition to. Keep it inside of the mirror. Keep it from being naughty or being harmful. So once you cover your mirror with the cloth, uh, you can put your symbols on it, whatever. Take some string and tie it around the mirror after you've covered it. And you could say a little incantation or spell while you're doing this if you prefer. I personally just like to keep my intention in my thoughts as I do these kinds of things, but you do you. There are tons of binding spells, incantations out there, but a string is a really good way to show that you mean it. Like, you have to stay. Good tips. I I did hear about the sigils. Typically, they used to put them on the backs of mirrors, like if they got a used mirror, say for your dining room. Oh. Just put a little blessing sigil on the back or a little spell or a little symbol whatever is meaningful to you and bring in the abundance bring in the good yeah and you can in addition to doing the sigils with that like especially with a used mirror you could also do like a cleansing spray or an intention spray and wash your mirror oh that's a good idea yeah you can make your own things like if you want to cleanse it you could do like florida water for thieves or you could make little spray bottles of protection sprays, whatever your intention is. Well, for example, for a cleansing one, I would, I'd fill up a spray bottle with some water, maybe put a drop or two of some frankincense oil or angelica root, throw in some dried rosemary, dill, a clove, hell with it, throw an amethyst in there, some black tourmaline in there. I don't know if water will hurt your black tourmaline or not, so maybe look that up before you do it, but... I don't think it does. Okay. 
But that's how I just kind of throw things together. Whatever feels right at the time. I don't think I've ever really made any two recipes the same, so. I never do either. It's just whatever I have on hand and whatever feels good. I'm like, oh, a pinch of this, a pinch of that, put a rock in here. <laughs> oh, amethyst. Okay, yeah, why don't you join your buddies in there? It's fine. <laughs> oh, that makes you happy? <laughs> there you go. Join your friends. Yeah, I love that idea of cleaning it, like literally cleansing it. If you were doing whatever kind of, if you're banishing or something like that, you know, you could charge it up with your intention that way too. Oh, absolutely. And if you're gonna play any of those creepy mirror games, you should probably close your circle like Matt told us to do. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> when you're done, kind of like a Ouija board. You have to say goodbye. You have to, I am done. We are done here. We're not communicating anymore. Yeah, don't forget to do that. Done that way too many times. Well, like we, when we first did Bloody Mary. Yes. Do you know where Bloody Mary came from? No, I don't. I, I just found this out. So it was said, I can't give you a year or anything. I don't know. I don't retain that kind of information. Um, But it said that it first started with an, an old tale that if you looked into a mirror at midnight in the candlelight, the devil would appear. Oh. From there it branched off. This is where like all of the mirror games came from. Okay. Because if you, have you ever looked in a mirror by candlelight in the in a dark room, everything's distorted. If you stare in a mirror for long enough, everything will distort. Your face will distort. Super dysmorphia. Oh yeah. And especially with the very first mirrors too, like they weren't perfect. They were you know wonky and weird and. They didn't reflect you accurately. Yeah, they were kind of uh, warped or curved. They weren't actually like exactly. Straight. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna talk about that kind of thing with the the creepies, and oh, I know you've been waiting for this, so I have been. I'm really excited since you put us in this icky mood here. I tell you, and I I, <laughs> I don't like it. Well, I'm really curious. Like. <laughs> I'm really curious if it's one that I heard yesterday that was super scary, but go, okay, go, okay, go. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so again, I'm just really glad that we didn't know about this when we were kids because this really ups Auntie from Bloody Mary. It actually kind of scares me. It's called The Three Kings. Oh, no, this one's different. I had a really dig for this. It's a lesser known one. It's a modernized version of an very very old mirror game that was called the tattered king and so this has been modernized from that so what you would do pick a partner that you trust like a lot like with your life with your soul okay you you then pick a dark room in your house cover up all the windows so then you start precisely at 11 p.m put a chair in the center of a room facing north get two more chairs Put them about an arm's length away on either side of that center chair. That center chair facing north is for you. This isn't your regular musical chairs. Yeah, um, it's kind of, it kind of <laughs> is like musical chairs, but very oh, creepy. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> because you don't know what you're playing with. So you take two mirrors and you put one on each of the two chairs on either side of you so that they're facing you. And you want to kind of sit in the chair and make sure that you can see your reflection in both of the mirrors, but only with your peripheral vision. And you stare straight ahead. So this is important because you're not supposed to move your head or your eyes in order to see your reflection in these mirrors. So you have to make sure that you get it right. And there are a lot of like precise rules to this game. So make sure you can stare ahead and see yourself in both of those mirrors out of the corners of your eyes. All right. Then you need a bucket of water and a cup in the room. I'd say probably between you and the doorway somewhere, but not where it's going to distract you. But somewhere where someone walking into the room can reach it. Then you get a fan and you set it up behind the center chair and put it, turn it on and leave it on. Put it on the medium setting only. Okay, and you're going to leave this leave this on the whole time. So now your room is all set up for the game. All right. Then at this point, you leave the room, but make absolutely sure that you leave the door open. That is very important. Have your trusty, dusty partner there with you in the house the whole time. They're going to spend the night. 
they need to be there and it's also good to note here that if you have kids or pets you should not have them in the house the whole time you're doing this so they're gonna go spend the night at auntie's house no if you choose to do this i wouldn't do it but you do you don't do it with children leave your pets and kids somewhere too because if there are so many like particular rules that you're about to find out or red flags that if your pet comes in and distracts you or something it could be very dangerous the next steps get a candle probably a fairly meaty one a lighter and an object that holds your own personal power i'm thinking like an amulet a ring or other piece of jewelry or knickknack object something very special and dear to you put these things on your nightstand or whatever you have next to your bed uh take your cell phone plug it into a charger and set your alarm for 3 30 a.m in the ideal way this game could go your alarm will go off at 3 30 a.m grab your power object take it with you light your candle head to your dark room being seated in your chair at exactly 3:33 a.m now keep in mind that this is just the ideal situation there's a few things here that could possibly throw a wrench into your game and that means that you should not go through with it at this time so if for some weird reason your phone did not charge your alarm did not go off at exactly 3:30 a.m if you walk to your dark room but the door is closed or the fan is turned off or you are not able to be seated in your chair by 3.30 a.m. If any of those things happen, you're supposed to take your partner and if you didn't follow the rules and anyone else or pets in the house, grab them to leave immediately and do not return until after 6 a.m. Hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't like it. If none of these things happen, you're good to go. Sit your ass in that creepy fucking room in your creepy chair. Put the candle in front of you with the fan behind you. So your body is like protecting the flame from being blown out by the fan. So sit still. Do not look directly into the mirrors. Remember to use your peripheral vision only. Focus in front of you. So the theory is that you are the king sitting in the center chair or the throne, I guess. Uh, One of the mirrors is the queen while the other is the fool. However, when the spirits come to visit these mirrors, they perceive themselves as the king, which makes you either the king or the fool to either of the spirits. So no one knows which one is really which, and it's weird. The queen or the fool. The queen or the fool. And at this point, like your focus cleared your mind. Uh, The point of this is you're supposed to be able to ask questions and get answers from the other side. But the problem is you're getting an answer from the queen, which would be good advice, or the fool, which is bad advice, but you don't know which one is which. The answers are supposed to come from the direction of either of the mirrors, and you might be tempted to look towards the direction it came from, but do not do it. (laughs) Don't look at them. And you have until 4.34 a.m. to ask your questions and get answers. No more, no less. That is the time you must wait until... And you cannot get up before or after that. What happens if you look at them? They say you could be attacked. Your soul can leave the body. And this is where your partner comes in. They'll probably take over your body. Possession. That's why you have your partner, though. And that's the purpose for the fan and the candle, too. I'll tell you. You won't have a way to know what time it is. So this is uh, where your partner comes in. And you really need to trust them. They need to alert you by the time by calling out your name from the next room. And if this doesn't work to bring you out of your trance, so I guess you're supposed to go into like this trance-like state. So maybe kind of like a mediumship kind of thing. You're letting spirits come to you. It's like putting out your scent. It's gross. So if that doesn't work, your partner should enter the room, but be very careful not to touch you or to look at either of the mirrors. Take the cup that's in the room, dip it in a bucket of water, and throw it on you to help bring you out of the trance. So... (laughs) Wake up! Wake up, bitch! Wake up! (laughs) Why don't you put on a little makeup? System of a down. But so you kind of have the fan and the candle are kind of a fail safe here. So you'll know if your body was removed from the chair at any time if the candle flame has gone out because the fan will blow it out. If you get lost in another in a trance or like another dimension, whatever it may be, your special power object is supposed to be on your person in order to help guide you home. So this is like some serious shit. Like you could astral project, you could be possessed. You're basically giving yourself up to whatever wants to visit you. I got the rules of the Three Kings game from theghostinmymachine.com. 
theghostinmymachine.com. Maybe I'm just not brave enough, but no thank you. Well, if you do play something like that, a home protection spell that I would like to share with you. All of you, come, come, gather around. Come, come. Home blessing. There's a couple of different ways you can do it, and I'll get into that, but I'm going to start with the things that you will need. You can add things, whatever feels right. You can replace these items with other things. The only thing that you will need are four little mirrors. You will need these for the home. Everything else, you do you, man. Exactly. But you'll want some black tourmaline. Oh, oh. I love black tourmaline. <laughs> Some black salt. Angelica root, if you have it. You can also use stuff like cinnamon or even acorns. Cloves. There's so many different things. Yeah, Basil. Cloves. Basil. Sage. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that calls to you, really. Mm-hmm. Just offerings. Deflection. Muggle stone is a really, really good one. I feel like that's something that I might use when I do this. What is that? Is that like the um, hematite and what else is in it mixture? It's a combination. Oh, tiger's eye. Is it? Hematite and red jasper. Oh. It's actually three. Well, that makes sense. I like the number three. It's a good solid number. I like it too. I really want one. Anyway, if you have a house where you can walk all the way around your home, you'd want to start in the eastern side of the property and then move in a circle holding the mirrors and all of your little offerings and just concentrate on protecting your home and building up a barrier to keep love in and to reflect all negativity outward. And so you'll just concentrate on that as you walk around the house. And I would do it in a clockwise motion from the east side. And then just find a little spot where you can bury it. Make sure that there's no water runoff or that it won't be disturbed by somebody digging a fence or cats digging up their poop or something. I don't know. (laughs) Just dig it down deep enough. But if you live in an apartment, there's different ways you can do it because you can do it within your apartment. If you have windows, a window on each side, I know not everybody does, you can put the little mirrors facing outward. That's an important part too, is make sure that the mirrors are facing outward away from your home, reflecting everything away. Like anything negative that's trying to come in will be reflected away. If you live in an apartment, you can put them in the windows. And then I would just use a little cap or an offering bowl. You can make your own with a cap for a bottle or something and just put your stones and herbs and and whatever in there. If you don't have windows on every side of your house, you can put them in the corners too. Just make sure that they're facing outward. You could even make them like into a little decoration, say if you didn't necessarily want people coming over and be like, what in the heck is that? What is that? Why do you have things in your windows and in your corners? Yeah. You could hang them on the wall or get those sticky suction cups and hang them from that in your windows. And since it's the back of the mirror that's going to be facing you, you could make a little drawing with your sigils kind of hidden in there or glue some flowers or something to the back of it and just make it like a little decoration. Oh, I love it. I love that idea of the little suction cuppies. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that. You can also use them for banishing if you really wanted to do a little something something to just punch all that negativity away. Yeah. You could banish negativity in general or maybe even someone else's negativity or you want someone to leave you alone who just won't leave you alone. You can write your own intention on the reflective surface of two small mirrors, maybe with a Sharpie, something like that. Stick them together, reflective sides to the inside. You keep that shit reflected onto itself and away from you. You could use like a dollar store compact mirror. Yeah, those work. I thought of using one of those for spell remnants, like wax or strings from knot work, from a banishing spell or something just to keep it in check. You can also do this the opposite way for protection. Write your intention on the non-reflective side of the mirror and what you're trying to protect and from what. Then stick the mirrors together at the non-reflective sides. So the reflective sides are facing out. Hence protection by reflecting the nasties away like you were talking about. Keep it away. I love that. 
Yeah. I just thought that would be really sweet to do. Somebody you just love and you know they're having a hard time. Just to help them out a little bit. Write their name on the backside of the mirror and just like, reflect the negativity away from that. Or somebody that's having a streak of bad luck, you know, when it rains, it pours and these things just keep happening. Help someone out. Yeah. Show them a little love. Keep all that bad shit away. A couple of rose petals in there and just tape it together. Exactly. The gentle energy, the gentle protection. So you can make it whatever, or if it's more like a banishment thing, you can make it a little harsher. You can put some hot Cheeto spicy dust in there or cayenne pepper, whatever you like. They have these little candle holder mirrors. They're meant to put like your pillar candles on, but they're little mirrors and I love them. They're just, they're perfect. You burn your candle on your mirror if you're doing candle magic of any kind and it will amplify your intentions of that candle spell that you're doing it's simple quick great addition put a little clear quartz on there and just amplify it to the max oh yeah i like to use mirrors for that i do too also with candles and mirrors you could do like a return to sender or a karma spell and this is tricky because I know there's a lot of people out there that don't really believe in the morality of doing something like this. Like there are certain branches of pagans or any other kind of spiritual belief. They kind of frown upon it. That's fine. I respect that. And it kind of circles back around to the you do you thing here. We do what we want. We do what we want. We're not killing people. <laughs> no. <laughs> They frown on it, and but I see it a little differently when it comes to this, which seeing things differently is part of what makes the world so interesting, right? Right. The way I see it, it's a rare occasion to call on a spell of this nature for me anyway, but I don't see it as hurting someone. The intention of hurting someone definitely is not coming from me in this spell. It's protecting me and mine from someone else's nasty intentions. Exactly. Like you reap what you sow, man. I don't want your crap. Keep it for yourself. Also, don't do things you don't know what you're doing and don't know the consequences of. If you're interested in this kind of thing, you're responsible for your own research or talking to someone experienced before trying it. And you also need to kind of ask yourself if this kind of spell is appropriate for you or if you're comfortable with it. We're just putting the ideas and information out there. Only you decide what's appropriate for you. Take what resonates with you. If it doesn't resonate, leave it. Yeah, leave the rest. That being said, there's a few return to sender spells out there that you can find that come with incantations, the whole ritualistic kind of thing. But for me, I most likely would just carve my intention in a candle. I would use a black one. You hold the mirror behind the candle and focus your intention, which with this spell would be something along the lines of being immune to someone's negativity or baneful intentions, their intolerance. The mirror reflects back the flame of the candle, which represents the baneful or negative intentions of another towards you being reflected back to them. It's like a, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say to me bounces off and sticks to you. Muggle stone. Yes. Or bronzite. I think everybody needs some muggle stone in their life. Yes. Or bronzite. Bronzite's kind of like the karma stone, and I like to use it with this kind of spells or in amulets and things like that. It's the I'm rubber, you're glue principle. You can bind the spell afterwards by making three knots in a black string, and you can keep that in your handy-dandy pocket mirror if you want to. Then let the candle burn out. I would use a smaller candle, too, so you don't have to worry about it burning for a century. Throw the wax away or get it out of there. Throw it in the garbage. Bye. Bury it. A lot of the time, I don't know why I do this, but I do it, is I save all the wax. And then I put it in other things. It's like the intention is still in that wax. And if it feels right, I'll just take a little chunk of that wax from the other spell candle and I'll put it in a new candle and just gives it more power because it's already done its thing. Yeah, it refreshes it. Put a little more ice in your drink, if you will. And nobody's ever told me to do that. I've never read it anywhere. It's just what I feel. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm doing a binding spell to keep somebody's negativity away from me. And I had already done one on my mother years ago, so I still have wax from that candle. I'll just put it in here because of my intention. <laughs> yeah, don't call me today, Mom. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about stuff, Mom. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, then there's the art of scrying, which is 
that is not something I've mastered. I don't know if I've really even seriously attempted it because I have the attention of a damn squirrel and I just start making weird faces at myself and dancing around and it's just, I feel silly. You have to be in the right mindset for it. But if you would like to, you could scry with, say, a crystal ball or you can even do it into a flame of a candle. But... Since we're on the topic of mirrors, you can use mirrors to do this too. And a black mirror is typically used. So yeah, get in your right mindset, set the ambiance, the music maybe if you like, some incense. And You want the candle behind you. If you're scrying, the candle has to be behind you. Do it by candlelight. And then you focus on the mirror. I do this with the crystal ball and it trips me out, so I'm kind of scared of it, to be honest. (laughs) But it it almost transports you into a different dimension. It's like the mirror games, but it's the same thing. You're looking at the reflection, everything starts to sound weird, and it's almost like you go into a tunnel. That was the experience for me, and then I kind of panicked and I backed out of it. Yeah, see that just comes with having that experience. And when you're ready, maybe you'll try again. When I'm ready, maybe I'll try it. But yeah, that kind of thing freaks me out. But you could almost focus your attention just a little bit more. Say you want to peer into a past life or the future or another dimension, which is that's the part that creeps me out. (laughs) I've never tried this, but when you were doing your crystal ball, did you let your eyes kind of unfocus You know how we had those blurry pictures that we used to get as kids and it looked like a lot of nonsense until you unfocused your eyes and then looked at it and there was like a 3D picture in it? One that I had, it was a field of flowers. And if you looked at it, just unfocused your eyes and you looked at it, it was one big flower that would pop out and I remember just loving it. But yeah, it's that same concept. Or if you hold your hands out and look in between your fingers... Pick a spot and look in between your fingers and just unfocus your eyes. You can see auras that way, too. Isn't that interesting? Oh, we'll have to talk about that. Everybody's different, though. That's just something I've noticed. Yeah. Just something to get you started on it, too. And sometimes if you start with things like that with a little bit of direction and you end up kind of modifying it to suit you better, which, I mean, we're all different. That's just how it goes. If you are interested in making your own black scrying mirror... I'm interested. And it's really easy. I'm going to go thrifting for mirrors after this today. Today. Oh, yeah. Well, see what you could do, too, while you're out thrifting. If you find, like, a really neat or old picture frame, take a picture frame. It can be a simple one, like, from the Dollar Tree or wherever, or you could try to find, like, a fancy one, whatever you like. Make sure it's a decent size. Yay big! (laughs) Eight by ten. I guess I haven't done it yet because I'm waiting for the right picture frame to come my way. It'll happen eventually when it's meant to. Maybe I'll find you one today. Ooh, that would be awesome. I'm not surprised it hasn't come my way yet because I'm not haven't been really ready to do it but now that I kind of know more about it maybe it'll end up coming my way but you just take the glass piece out of the picture frame and use a flat black spray paint and put a thin layer of paint on one side of the glass and you're only going to do this to one side and just let it dry completely and keep putting super light coats and letting them dry in between until you can't see the light through the glass Then you just simply insert the glass back in the frame with the painted side to the back, the shiny side out. And voila, you have a black scrying mirror. Oh. Yeah, it's supposedly that simple. Do you have to use a specific kind? Probably wouldn't want like a flat black paint you'd want to gloss the other side of the glass is already shiny i mean you could try it both ways and then let me know how it goes interesting i'll get both paints for now if you don't have a way to do that there's a pretty simple way you could conjure your own scrying mirror with a drink with a drink you can use any drink you would like but i recommend dandelion wine dandelion rut opens up your mind and your psychic abilities and it just has the magical properties that you would want if you're gonna do some scrying that's a great idea you could do it with tea too but this is two drunk witches so we're telling you to use wine yeah (laughs) and when you pour your glass of wine around here we fill that shit to the top 
You got it. You can't just, I mean, you do you, but <laughs> we pour that shit all the way and then just drink it down to where you want to be. I mean, I guess maybe I'm just lazy because I drink too fast. I don't want to keep going back for refills. <laughs> so you might as well just fill it to the top because if you do that, if you fill your dandelion wine to the top of the glass and you drink it three fourths of the way down, then you have a little in you too before you start your scrying. Get your little cross-eyed. <laughs> Unfocus your eyes and peer into the bottom of your glass. And if that doesn't work, just chug the rest and fill it up again. Try again. Go shut off the lights and stand in your bathroom with a lit candle. (laughs) Yeah, just don't light your shower curtain on fire. (laughs) Oh my god, no. (laughs) Who would would do that, Amanda? (laughs) I have no clue who would do such a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I totally... That's what happens when you mix alcohol and witches. <laughs> don't do drunk witchcraft, kids. I don't recommend Or it. do it. We do it. <laughs> I only recommend doing the drink scrying if you are 21 or older. Follow the rules. Yes. No underage drinking. Be a good little pagan. <laughs> use tea. There if you're you not go. 21, use tea. Yeah, you can make dandelion root tea. Yes. Just make sure you're not allergic to it or anything like that. Right. If you drink too much of it or if you make it too strong, it will make you shit and piss a lot because it is a diuretic. Just be careful. FYI. (laughs) And if you have any kind of health issues or you're pregnant, that kind of thing, just make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Well, thank you for listening to Two Drunk Witches. Oh. Oh. And make sure you stay around for Emma's spooky tips. Emma's spooky tip. Take a gander, listen. Listen to your heart. Okay, I'm going to stop recording. (laughs) Me too. This is Emma's spooky tips. In Nuke's Top 5, there was a video where this boy looked at a mirror. And he... And then when he looked away, he... The mirror showed him it looked like he was still looking, but he really wasn't because he was playing the Wii, the Luigi board in his room. In cemeteries, they have evil ghosts who died way back then. And you can even die when you're a child and a baby.